here in this passage. He's speaking of a fact that every Christian is gifted in some way or another to serve God and fellow believers. And we ought to use the gifts that God's given us through the Holy Spirit of God and uh, use them for a proper reason and a proper way. The Scripture clearly uh, defies unity in which we're to do God's work. Hebrews 13, 20, Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So the goal of God is that we not only do a work, but when we do a work that brings glory to his name and brings honor to the Lord. Ephesians 4.12 is very clear for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we come in the unity of faith and knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Then he went on to say, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men, cunning craftiness, whereby they lie and wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things, which is the head, even Christ. So God's desire is that uh, not only that we make that he is Lord, we don't make him Lord, that we understand this great principle of lordship, but then it also takes teamwork. We never we don't usually put those two words in the same sentence. But in fact the Bible does all through the Word of God. As a matter of fact, the Lord chose twelve men. He took those 12 men and he taught those 12 men to teach us everything we would ever need to know. And so he took 12 men, trained 12 men, and one of them was the devil, by the way. And literally the world at that time said, these men turned the world upside down. And so we must understand that God is all about uh, uh, lordship takes a teamwork. And because many hold different positions, and different positions means different gifts and different types. Have you ever stopped and thought about the disciples? How very different they were. I mean, I, I picture a Matthew, the tax collector very dignified, very together, if you will. You, you ever meet people that just seemingly, they always have it together. I'm not one of the people, but they always have it together. Everything uh, just just lined up. That would have been uh, Matthew. He was a tax collector. Then you have Peter. He was boisterous and loudmouthed and spontaneous and he's like gas. Then you had John that would have been 
more of a loving spirit, more passive and more uh, uh, always hanging around Jesus and loving on Jesus. And I, I think John would, would, would be in like some a hugger, you know. I don't, I don't see Peter doing much of that. Maybe Peter might have hit you in the nose, but he wouldn't have been a hugger. So they were very, very different, but they were all very gifted. And God used their gifts as he ascended back to glory. And so, I, I love this story. A woman sitting on her front porch and she's watching town workers with amazement. One man dug a hole and a second man filled it up. They moved about 20 feet down the road. One man dug a hole and one man filled it up. They moved again about 20 foot and she just couldn't help herself. This was the most amazing thing she'd ever seen. So she said, pardon me, what are you doing? And they said, well, uh, we're digging a hole and, uh, and to plant some trees. She said, okay, but one's digging a hole and one's filling it up. And it's all we can explain. You see, my job's to dig the hole. His job is to fill, fill it up. But the man that's to put the trees in is out sick today. Now, that sounds funny, but that's about like a lot of things goes. And so the reality that I'm working our church, and I thank God for our church. Someone wisely said, if you don't think that teamwork is required for success, try driving a car when, when one of the wheels falls off. So it's, it's very important. So let me give you just a few things about this thought of lordship takes teamwork. Number one, the Lord determined teamwork. Our text tells us that God gave some to do one job and the others do another job. We don't all have the same gifts, gift or gifts. We can't do that which God has not equipped us to do. But we ought never to deny serving where God has gifted us to serve. We have some people here that are just gifted as, as great teachers. And so they need to be, they need to teach. That's what they're gifted for. Not everybody is gifted. Some, I, I watched some, some uh, precious ladies very gifted with kids where other women would just pinch their heads off and be done with it. They, they don't have the gift to do that. Uh, I, I'll be, I'm going to be very, very transparent tonight. There's, uh, 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 uh Jesse's very, uh, gifted in computers and and uh, and I'm not. I can cut it on. I can maneuver around in it. But my answer for fixing is where's the hammer? And uh, uh, but that's, that's his gift. And I'm thankful that he's chosen to use his gift here to church to be a great help to us. But others don't have that gift. But you're gifted in another way. So all of us are very gifted in different areas. 
And that word gift has three meanings. A gift can be a present, somebody gives you. A gift can be an offering as we give a gift to the, to the church for a cause. But a gift can be called an endowment. And the gift here in 1 Peter chapter 4 is an endowment. It means that God has endowed upon you an ability or abilities to do his kingdom work. May I remind you, the gift is not yours, it's his. He has given it to you. I'm amazed at people's gifts. There are people that... uh, they can play music. I, I, I just, uh, I, I'm amazed. I've told you before, Jones Decker, I, I think about him every time our radio broadcast comes on because his guitar is playing the intro. And uh, he, he walked up to me and said, Pastor, I um, need to get the piano tuned up. It's, it's out of tune. I said, well, that sounds all right to me. He said, Pastor, Preacher, you're, you're, you're tone deaf. I said, now, bless God, Jones, I don't talk about you. Quit talking about He said, no, you're, you're tongue deaf. And, and what he was saying is, he said, you don't have it here to, to hear exactly all that piano's doing. He's saying you don't have that gift to hear that. He could sit on the front pew and he could tell me, and he could almost tell me exactly the key that's off tune. He, he, was, he was very gifted. But most didn't know this. Uh, Jones couldn't write it, couldn't couldn't read or write. Most of the folks in our church did not know that. That's the reason if you gave him a card, he was left on the pew because he couldn't read or write. But now he was very gifted. He was very gifted in in buying and selling cars. He could tell you the value of a car in a heartbeat, and he could make money doing it. So he was very very gifted. An endowment. He must be used. God gives us gifts at, uh, uh, by the Holy Ghost to God that we might be, be when we're saved, we, we have gifts that God has given us to use for His glory. And one of the saddest things that happens a lot of times in, in, in our lives is that individuals are gifted in a certain fashion and they prostitute that gift and use it for their own selves and not for God's glory. They're gifted. Man sat there and tuned this piano for me and, and, and quote, this is what he told me. He said, I he played for a uh, very professional gospel group. He was very good. He said, for 30 years... I was out of the will of God. I was shocked. Here's what he said. He said, it took me 30 years to wake up and realize God gave me a gift to help and promote my local church and for God to use in my church. And I prostituted that gift and used it in another fashion. Now, I know you think prostituting a gift is very strong language. It is, but that's what people do. There's, there's some of you have the, have the uh, ability to make money. You know, there's people that can make money. And then there's people that, they, they, I don't care what you do, they can't make money. I don't care how hard they try. It, it, it just don't work. Whatever your gift is, there's some people that are good in encouraging others and there's some people that that's just not your gift. Given. Dr. Shemish, uh, 
went to the uh, mission field and, and went into Taiwan to the mission field. And uh, he had a young man in his church and he, he brought him on and he took and he became the pastor of that church. And another young man comes and said, Brother Shemish, I would just love to, to have been him and got that position. And, and I, I love what Brother Shemish told him. He said, Brother, it just wasn't given. It just wasn't given. You know, there's something just not given. It just wasn't given. And so the reality is, whenever God's given us all, God the Lord determined teamwork. Second, notice with me, the Lord demands teamwork. Now I know that's unusual. So again, I talk, I, I never had looked at lordship and teamwork in the same, same sentence. But the Lord demands teamwork. The Lord will never bless a work based on selfish ambition. Do you know what I said? The Lord will never bless your work if it's based on a selfish ambition. He never will. I, I love this. Preacher come into town to preach a revival. He was an older preacher. And a younger preacher picked him up. And he said, now listen. Said, I, he said, how's your church going? He said, well, this... This little church and it's out in the country. He said, he said, brother, said this is just a stepping stone for me till I, I, I get uh, a larger ministry. So the old man of God, when they stopped at a at a stop sign, he looked and up our building's a big old apartment house, and he looked at it and he said, "Have you ever visited?" Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Them's just plastic people. They're unimportant. Went to the next stop line. There's a big old building. He said, Brother, have you visited them people? He said, oh, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Those people are unimportant. There's plastic people. And he did that all the way to the motel. And when he got there, the old man got out. And the young man didn't say a word. Matter of fact, didn't speak to him during the whole revival meeting. He took him back to the airport. And he climbed on the plane and went home. About five or six months later, the young preacher called him. He said, Brother, I have decided this church is no longer a stepping stone and I don't have plastic people. These people I've learned to love and I'm going to build a ministry with the help of God right here. See, we're not careful. Our pride and arrogance will literally cause us to lose that talent, that gift that God has given you. Can I help you? Can I help all of you that are gifted? And, and praise God if you're gifted. We, we must be careful. I, I love what Matthew was saying. We, we do it. We do it every week. I go to my Facebook page, and I scroll down, and I say, who's listening to my Sunday school lessons? And I want you to know something. If... Ronnie's got more clicks, or Matthew's got more clicks than I do. I'll bust at you in my class. What's wrong with them people? Why ain't they listening? Truth of the matter is, no, you listen to anyone you want to. And that goes for all of us. 
If folks come to Sunday school and you get upset because they're not in your class or they move to another class, shame on you. You ought to be glad they're in Sunday school. If you sing a song and you don't get the reaction you think you ought to get from it and you go home disappointed, shame on you. Shame on you. Because you're singing for His glory, not for their approval. I learned a long time ago. I learned, oh Lord, gosh, I learned this many years ago. When I'm done with the message, I'm done. I can't change it. I can't do anything about it. And it just, it goes where it's going to go. It is what it is. And I hope it'll bless people and accomplish and help them. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go home, go to bed and forget about it. Now, I hope it's a blessing. I want this message to be a blessing. But the reality is, I don't gauge the response. I don't gauge where people, how people react. I don't, no, no, no. Because I'm going to pray for His glory first. And, and I don't know if I got to get glory. And, for, and God will not bless a selfish ambition. He never has. He never will. The disciples... And by the way, this is as old as the disciples when they walked on earth. Disciples came to Jesus. And they said, Jesus, and they looked around to all of the crowd that's with them and said, tell us, who's big dog here? (laughs) That's what they were saying. They said, who's the greatest? Who's big dog here? And you know what Jesus did? He looked over there and I see, I can just see him, a little boy, Standing beside his mother, he said, Hey, son, come over here. And at the same time came the disciples unto Jesus and said, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them and said, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as a little child, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever shall humble himself as this little child, the same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Man, don't you know that? Let the air out of bubble in a heartbeat. He said, unless you can become like this little child. The Lord demands, that Lord demands for you and I always have that humble spirit, a humility that will cause people to work together rather than bring about a struggle for a position. The Lord determined teamwork. The Lord demands teamwork. The Lord demonstrated teamwork. He didn't just talk about it. It was in His actions. By the way, let me, let me say this. Your actions will always speak louder than your words will ever speak. Are you listening? Sit up now. Let's listen. Your actions will speak louder than your words will ever speak. Jesus was the perfect example of teamwork. Jesus shared something of his divine nature. He was so much man while he walked on earth it would have been impossible to not for him to have appeared as a man now just stay with me now he was so much man it was impossible for him not to appear to just be a simply 
a simple man. However, he was so much God, it was impossible for him not to appear to be God. I, I know you're saying he can't be one or the other. Yes, he was. He was the God-man. John 10, 30, I and my Father are one. Now, what he was saying, he was the God-man. And what Jesus taught, the, the, the lesson he taught was this. While he was on earth, he demonstrated it because if you'd ask him, Jesus, what are you doing? His first answer would be, I'm ever doing the Father's will. He was the Father, but yet his job, his purpose and design was to be ever doing the Father's will. Philippian writer said it this way, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not equal to be robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of man. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, came obedient to death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God had highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name, that the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. So the reality was he demonstrated, he didn't just talk about it, he demonstrated on one occasion, he said, me and the Father are one, we are one. Uh, matter of fact, the first message I ever preached as a candidate in this church was that we might be one, that we would come together and just be one. He said, my, my prayer for you is he's leaving out to, that you might be one. So literally, he, he demonstrated that. doesn't just talk about it. He demonstrated. This is teamwork on a divine level. Matthew 26, 39, he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me, nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. He, he was willing to, he demonstrated that whatever the will of the Father is, even dance, I'm going to do it. So he demonstrated. Fourthly, the Lord designed teamwork. He called 12 disciples to follow him. And for three and a half years, he trained them. That's what he did. And regardless of whatever we do, every team, good team requires training. Every believer needs training. That's the reason we have Sunday school, youth meetings, and church. One of the greatest reasons we have Sunday school is not for your own little unique particular church. No, no, your job is to teach. Period. That's the reason we have you to teach our young people. One of the things we have to, I'm hoping to do now is to teach. And right now, that's on hold. But don't miss this. We don't have all of our teachers here, but I hope they're listening. Teacher, are you planning for when they come back? Will you be a better teacher when they come back? Are you making plans? Are you preparing? 
Are you excited? And the key is not to change them. The key is to change you. When, I, when we come back, you ought to be so excited when they walk in that class. They, you can't stand yourself. You're so excited. We ought to be thrilled. A choir. I hope Joy's picking out new songs, learning new songs, training, getting ready for new songs. It's ain't your time to start to lay down. It's time to be preparing. Singers, are you working on new songs? Well, I can't sing. I'm just not, I'm just, you can't sing right now, so I'm just not going to, why? Because there's going to be a day we can sing again. Are you working on new songs? The reality is, sadly, sadly, we had to, and, my, and, and, I, and I shouldered responsibility 100%. Sadly, we had to get to a place of desperation to improve our sound system. It took a place of desperation. And that's sad on my part because, you know, I didn't think we'd ever need it. I thought what we had was good enough. And dear teacher, if you thought when you left teaching that when you come back that's good enough, then you probably don't need to be teaching. It's not good enough. Give it your best. Let's get excited. We're going to improve our sound system. I tell you what, I got caught my pants down. I'm not doing no more. We're, we're improving. We're just, just, just today, we, we are working. And, and uh, I'll show some more of this at the end of the service. But right now, we, we, we're today, uh, uh, Ronnie's building a cart. We're, 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 making a, we're building something that in a moment's notice, I can push this thing to, the, to drive in church and not have to kill the men that's trying to do this. We abuse them Sunday morning. And I'm talking, we're not going to do that. You know why? Because we're going to plan. I hope you said, oh, we got to drive in church. No, we, I'm hoping we'd be in our church Sunday morning, but I don't know. So I'm going to plan. I'm not going to sell my laws and I'll plan. And the Lord here, he, he literally, the, the Lord here designed teamwork. And see, no one's called in a local church the spiritual gift of watching and sleeping. Nobody. Amen. And if, if it ever comes up, since I'm the, I'm the pastor, I get to do it first. No, we need to be busy. Everyone in a, in to serve God in a capacity that they can. Someone has said, the sun does not shine for itself, and neither do we. So let us light shine for others that they might glorify God. Someone said, has said, a dwarf standing on the shoulders of a giant can see further than the giant. It's true. And it doesn't matter how big we may, you may think or, or any of us may think, at the end of the day, we stand on the shoulders of some people that come up before us. I stand on the shoulders of my parents who took me to church. I remember when my dad got saved. Our dad got saved. And it wasn't a question of going to church. Eddie, did you ever ask Dad, are we going to church today? Never. We went to church. I, I, I stand. 
I stand on shoulders of church members who prayed for me. We, this building just didn't happen. This building didn't just happen. There was an old man that had a dream in an old service station down here that thought that would come in. They used to hang plastic to catch the water. They'd punch holes in the plastic the water would run in a bucket. And, and he's, he's standing there and he thought what well, the dream was they'd build wings on the side so we got that done. But we was out of room. So he never, he never dreamed his dream would become bigger than what it was. But God did. See, the reality is, and God's still got a dream. I stand on the shoulders of a pastor school that changed my life. If God is using you, you need to recognize it's not about you. It's about bringing glory to God and by working together as God's people through using the gifts He's given us because somebody else was gifted and used their gift to help you. Then the Lord delights in teamwork. I love this verse. Behold, Psalms 133. Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious ointment. It was an oil. That ointment was an oil. It's like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down the beard even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of the garment. Now, let me say something. I love old T.G. Jakes. He's a, he's a, uh, he's not our flavor, but I like to hear him preach. And I thought a couple of times about getting me an organ like it. He said, turn, you know, I had to do that. I thought about doing that. It'd help us, I think. <laughs> but uh, uh, T.G. Jakes said this. He said, when somebody comes by, starts splashing all up on you, telling you how great it is, how great you are. Oh, you're just one, you're the greatest, and splashing all up on you. He said, you better watch it, because oil doesn't flow up. It flows down. And until God tells you how great you are, just let the oil run. I like that. I never forgot that. So, notice what he said. As the dew of Hermon, as the dew that descended from the mountain of Zion, for there the Lord, for there, for there, for there, the Lord commanded the blessing, even for life evermore. When we have teamwork, when we have lordship, takes teamwork, God says, I'll command, I'll command, not give, command a blessing. Oh, I like that. So the Lord, the Lord himself. So let's work together. I love this story. I'm done. Who flies the kite? I said the boy. It's my joy. I fly the kite. Who flies the kite? I said the wind. It's my whim. I fly the kite. Who flies the kite? I said the tail. I make a sail. I fly the kite. Who flies the kite? I said the string. I'm the thing. I fly the kite. 
Who flies a kite then? All are wrong. And yet, all are right. Because all fly the kite. Let us as God's people be so joined in teamwork and total cooperation and unity that we are part of God's work and His flying for His glory. It's all stand to our feet. Every head bowed and every eye closed.